Hi everyone, welcome to HubShots episode 184. In this episode, we chat about a bunch of incremental HubSpot and marketing updates, and then discuss how incremental updates over time amount to massive change. You're listening to HubShots, the podcast for marketing managers and sales professionals who use HubSpot. My name is Ian Jacob from Search and Be Found, and with me is Craig Belly from Zen Systems. How are you, Craig? I'm really good, and uh, so many little things to go through today that add up to uh, quite significant improvements. That's right. So let's talk about our growth thought of the week, Craig. And you have put together a HubSpot health check. Oh, look, I just wanted to uh, mention this to people. It's a service we offer. So, folks, this is a bit of a plug for one of my own services. We don't do this enough, though, do Craig, we? Craig, is this your second plug in like four years? I know. We don't, we don't really promote our agencies. But, look, this might be helpful to some of our listeners. It's an audit. It's called HubSpot health check. We go through your portal. And this really, you know, speaking of increments, you know how all you need to do is just kind of go a bit lax on something and over time, like you eat a bit too much sugar. Correct. You just gradually, no one gets fat overnight, right? That's right. No one gets messy and unordered. It just bears. gets tighter. Yeah, it's incremental things. So if that's like your HubSpot portal, you've had it for a couple of years and it's got a bit out of control, naming conventions, lists all over the place, emails, and you need a bit of a health check to kind of review it and get it back on track. We've got a little service for that. So we've got a link in the show notes. You can go and check it out. Now, I'll tell you who it's for. It's normally um, bigger companies. So they've got pro or enterprise. It's not really a fit for people on starter. But yeah, take a look at it. We've got a whole, yeah, really a health check we go through. Now, listen. Get a bit of guidance, yeah. Craig's playing this down, but he spent a lot of time putting this together from the doing the landing page to creating the video and putting the whole thing together. So... It's not anything small. He has taken a lot of time to think about it and go through it. And it's something that we've done together in the past when we have spoken to clients. Uh, yeah, this is all based on client experience. In fact, really what this is, it's, it's about productizing, Ian. You know, you've got to productize. So that's right. It's basically taking all the processes that we do with our clients when we uh, look at their HubSpot portals and review it and make recommendations and really just putting that into a checklist to go through. Now, Craig... HubSpot support. Is there an episode that doesn't go by where we don't talk about how good HubSpot support is? No, there, there rarely is. It. And I know in our conversations together, we talk about them quite a bit. They're so good. And in fact, just today, I was on a HubSpot support issue with a client that had an SSL issue. We tried to go live, but there was an SSL issue and I was looking at help files and it's, you know, it's all DNS via Amazon Route 53 and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, and their IT couldn't work it out. We're just going backwards and forwards. On HubSpot support, they're so smart. An engineer has obviously been pulled into this and CNAME that they've done to test for an SSL propagation thing. Like they're really, this is top-notch support. So anyway, we should stop talking about how good it is. Here's the indicator. And here's what I was thinking about inbound thought of the week. At some point, HubSpot's going to get acquired, let's say, you know, probably by Google. That'd be an obvious choice, right? Let's say... How would we know that it's coming up? And I was thinking when their HubSpot support starts, you know, degrading a bit, just getting back to like everyone else, that's going to be an indicator that, you know, because it must cost a fortune, all the training they do for HubSpot support, right? Their yes. support team, they're always there, quick to respond, very well trained. That would cost them a lot of money. When they start pulling back and saving money on support, you know, to beef up the financials for a takeover. <laughs> I reckon that's the flag. So if we ever see HubSpot support degrading, 
look out for an acquisition. That's what I say. There's uh, Craig's tip for the week right there. Yeah, my my malarkey prediction (laughs) of the week. (laughs) All right, Craig, on to Hotspot Marketing Feature of the Week. Let's look at a really small incremental marketing feature improvement. And a really good one. And it's a really good one. And uh, this came from a HubSpot blog. In fact, this show, I think, has the most HubSpot blog links in it for a while from episode because their blog posts have been quite good lately. And you know what's interesting is the move to – we have obviously our monthly product video updates and then the updates are shared on the product update blog, let's say – but what's interesting is we're seeing all of these things, all the, these bits of content where they're like, oh, look, the one where we discovered this one from was like, here's eight things you don't know about the HubSpot CMS, right? And I'm like, oh, what eight things don't I know? <laughs> Got me. It was a great title. Got me clicking through and reading it. And it was good. It was actually a good article. Lots of tips in there. In fact, we could actually do a show where all we did is pull out tips from that blog post. But the one we've highlighted today is, is this, gold. this new feature. It's image optimization setting when you're inserting an image. Yes. Had you seen this before? No, I hadn't. And people probably going, why do I care about this? You know what? It's like we just uh, discussed before. Eating too much food, images are fat, right? They're either optimized incorrectly, they're way too big. So, you know, listeners, when you see a page loading or it's taking a long time and this image is gradually loading, it's a fat image. And you need to optimize that. And now Google's, uh, not sorry, not Google, HubSpot have got well, this. Not, not Google yet. In the platform. And it, it, they've actually done it really nicely the way they've implemented it. It's like a little drop down that says, you know, do you want high quality? So you're getting better image quality. Do you want default, which is balanced for speed and quality, which is good. And you've got low quality, which is faster load times. So you know what? On a mobile device, you might actually want, if you're creating a page, or let's say you've got this in a smart content module that only shows up on mobile devices, for example, you might actually choose the the low-quality, fast-loading image for that particular page in this instance. You know what's interesting, though? That just reminded me. You know, we used to say mobile was really slow. Correct. I reckon half the time my mobile speed is quicker than my home internet speed. That's so it's right. almost like switching it around and we're saying, oh, if you're on mobile, large images, no problem. But if you're at home, <laughs> we're talking about Australian internet speeds. It's so, so embarrassing here in Australia. But it's almost like, oh, if you're on a home network or a work network, you want the lower, smaller sized images. Now, Craig, onto our HubSpot sales feature of the week, and these are product folders. Oh, look, it's folders ahoy. They're so proud of their folders, aren't they? Well, you know what? This is about incremental improvement, Craig. It so, is about incremental improvement. Now, I discovered this issue when we were trying to demo this to a customer, a potential customer, was that they had a massive product catalogue. And one of the problems we've had is how do we organize the products when you've got a catalog of a couple of hundred items in there appropriately? So, wow. So a couple of hundred products. Yes. Wow. That's cool. That's, that's so that was a lot. So that, that was a challenge. And when I was speaking to them, folders weren't out. And it even came from HubSpot. They were like, oh, you need to actually name these correctly so you can find it better. And that was the solution. But now that we have folders, that's going to solve a lot of problems. Regardless to say, there is a whole blog post about products and quotes and about the tools, about some five recent updates. All right. And look, I just want to say, I'm not saying folders are a bad idea. You know how I'm bagging them out for promoting folders? It's like this new new amazing feature. I'm not like saying, oh, that's not a good feature. I'm saying 
Of course. Like, why wasn't this in there from the start? Like, this is not a feature. This is table stakes. So, so that's my comment. But you're right. It's incremental improvement. And that's know, right. And it, I think it was needed. That's exactly right. And I think when they probably built this feature out, look, they probably had a handful, like, I'd say probably under 50 products that would have gone in there because that's what people used it for, not realizing that people had hundreds, if not thousands of products that they wanted to load into. It kind of makes sense, doesn't it? You could have a huge product catalog. And I know because we used to link our Shopify site into HubSpot. They don't support that anymore, but that potentially for e-commerce sites could have brought in hundreds or thousands of products. So it kind of makes sense. All right. On the blog post, there was some really interesting interesting CTA there says, here's some training you can do to improve your sales transparency with quotes. And I thought that was rather interesting. So it's a little lesson and a practicum after that about how to do that. Now, in products, you will see, and this is this got highlighted by a customer of ours who we're implementing products for that people could buy using the new buy button. And so they were saying, okay, let's take, for example, it's a $1,000 product. There's a field there to put in your margin, right? So you can say, look, that product actually cost me 500 bucks. I'm selling for 1000 they're like, oh, do we need to put that in there or can we just leave that blank? Because we don't want the people that work for us to know how much that product is costing. So I thought, yeah, okay, cool. You don't need to. But I said like by having the margin in there is going to give you the ability to understand what you're actually making in terms of the sale. So help me here. I can't think of a good example of where so, not of where hiding that would be bad. Like so, you're talking about the sales team, right? Because yes, they want correct. to use products in yep. in quotes yes. and deals. Yep. What's the benefit of withholding that and them not knowing that? I know. I'm just using a real real life experience. No, but in the client's mind, what was their justification for it? In not, I don't know. Maybe they didn't want to know how much they were making on that particular product. Oh, right. That's my suspicion. That's weird. Okay. Anyway, the whole idea, obviously, in this whole sales transparency, if you know that. And you can apply discounts to products and quotes. You you'll make sure that you don't apply a discount less than the the real value of that product, right? So if you know that it was a thousand dollars and we were buying for five hundred, I'm not going to discount it fifty percent to get rid of it or seventy five percent because I'm actually losing money now. Right. Well, of course. Anyway, there's some good training there by Kyle Jepson. So head over to the academy. Oh, there's Kyle's a link great. There. Actually, we featured him last week as well, didn't we? Oh, yeah, Kyle. Kyle. Kyle's getting a regular. Oh, CCPA, that's right, in the last episode that's we're chatting right. about. Good one, Kyle. All right, on to our gotcha of the week, Craig. Incremental opportunity <laughs> for improvement here, this gotcha. <laughs> it's all about growing better. Now, why I, I picked this up is because we use a lot of, we have a lot of accounts, marketing starter with ads add-on because we run ads you know, we do some email marketing, we might create a landing page. Anyway, so I'm here thinking, having used the ads add-on in marketing professional enterprise, thinking, yeah, this is fantastic. I'll get the ads add-on, be able to track everything. Anyway, I'm like, hang on, I'm trying to work out the ROI here. Oh, it's got a little padlock beside it. Okay, I'll ignore that for a little while. I want to add a column to see which of those contacts turned into customers. Oh, hang on. That's got a padlock too. I can't add that column. So I don't know whether these... And I thought, hang on, I bought the ads add-on. Why don't I have this? Anyway, there you go. You don't get it. If you're on marketing starter, you need to be on marketing professional and upwards to have those two features unlocked. I can see it both ways with the ROI. I think that's disappointing that they don't show it when you've paid for the ads add-on. 
I, I can agree. kind of understand it. Like ROI is a pro kind of feature, but not showing a customer. Yes, like that's, in, a, that's in a life the cycle, column. That's in a the life, column, right? Life cycle stage. That seems petty. I think that's a mistake. I know, and then I'm going to have to now do a little workaround to figure out what's going on as to who became customers. So, I mean, I guess in a simplistic, if you don't have heaps of data, you could click on the contacts in the the generated contacts in the ads yeah, sure. section look, and then click who has become or create look, a list. Look, there's a whole psychology and I, I'm sure the people at HubSpot spend a lot of time thinking about this. They'd be very clear on what we're going to include and what's part of an upsell. But as an end user, there's two ways you upsell. One is like, oh, aspirational. Oh, that's great. I would love to be able to do that. And two is, oh, there's a hurdle I need to get over. I kind of need that for my job and your you're frustrating me into the upsell. And this second one is clearly in the ladder. I, and it, it seems out of character for HubSpot. Normally when I see those padlocks, I go, yeah, well, that's fair enough. That's quite a lot of advanced functionality or that's quite a, you know, aspirational feature set that, it, you know, would be good. But when it's just that, yeah, this one just seems odd to me. Yeah, I can understand ROI, but the customer column, I don't get that. Yeah, that's the one I mean. Customer column seems weird. All right, on to our marketing tip of the week, Craig. Speaking of ads... That's right, about automating your ads in HubSpot. Yeah, so another blog post, uh, HubSpot blog post, this is quite good. You can read the whole post, but this is a reminder that you can set workflows, use workflows to set properties. So by workflows, of course, we're talking HubSpot Pro or Enterprise, to set properties that would impact whether a contact goes into a particular smart list or active list, and then those lists can be synced as audiences, say to Facebook, LinkedIn, etc. So this is just a reminder on that. Like you can use workflows to be segmenting your list and that just flows through thanks to the ads add-on, connecting audiences into those social channels. I think this is really good. So you might be doing retargeting audiences and things like that. Workflows are your friend. How often have we been saying that lately? It's all workflows. Like um, it doesn't matter what the question is. The answer is HubSpot workflows. Yeah. So, you know, like this is a really good reminder to me. We run lots of ads across pretty much every client. I had just kind of forgot. I'd seen these options in the workflow. You know, you can choose by a particular Facebook campaign name, Facebook ID, et cetera. And I thought to myself, oh, hang on, I did something where I was I was actually using lead ads to get people to download a particular guide. And I thought, okay, well, I could actually have the next thing as a follow-up to send them the frequently asked questions email, which I had. Maybe two days later, send them a frequently asked questions email. And I can do that because I know that I can trigger it based on their ad or I'll put them into a list, et cetera. So it was a good reminder. Thank you. Inside of the week, Craig? All right. So we've been talking about incremental improvements in HubSpot, well, marketing in general, I guess. I wanted to just share an experience <laughs> that I've had lately. So I upgraded my phone on the weekend. Now, Craig, you upgrade your phone not from an iPhone, let's say, eight or 10, but from an iPhone SE. That's right. So, which I love this little phone because I really love that little form factor, an iPhone SE. So folks, this is like many years old and I upgraded to an iPhone 11 Pro, which is amazing. Okay. So, I mean, you might not like, for someone that's not on uh, iOS, if you're in the Android ecosystem, I don't know what the equivalent is, but probably the Pixel. A, a, oh, the assume Pixel a, Galaxy, a, an Android you know. phone from like four or five years ago to one brand new today, right? The change is incredible. And why am I talking about this? Because it's like, well, yeah, of course. I mean, when you use outdated technology, of course. <laughs> Here's the thing: 
the change is so stark and so incredible for me. Like I am just in amazement at this phone, whereas I know you've upgraded a lot more regularly than me. It would have seemed like an incremental change to you. And so for me, I'm just like, my goodness, the the camera is so incredible. The speed on this is so incredible. Even just downloads and like even just Wi-Fi, it's not our internet speed at home. It's the phone. It, like it's just incredible. It's a connection, yes. And the battery, like I just leave it all day. I don't have to recharge. Like everything about this is incredible. It's so much better. The stereo speakers. Speakers. It, like, and oh, look, I could go on and on, right? But the point I'm making is, well, let's take another thing like HubSpot. Imagine the last time you used HubSpot was two years ago and then you used it today, you'd be like, wow, this is a different product. Like it's got more hubs for starters, but so it would be so much better. And the point, which is kind of obvious that I'm making, is that incremental changes, the time frame is what sets how massive those changes are. So comparing it over two years, you go, wow, HubSpot is incredible compared to two years ago. In the same way, I'm like, man, this phone is incredible compared to four or five years ago. So think about your own marketing though, because as a marketer, you might think, oh, I'm just plugging away, doing a little bit here and improving a little bit there. And this is what we often talk about, incremental improvements in our marketing. But you as a marketer, you as a person, you could be a massively better marketer than you were a couple of years ago and you just don't realize it. And in some ways you need to be. So the takeaway from this little section is twofold. One is don't get down or or feel down that, you know, you even just improving a bit each day. And that's even with this show, we kind of want our dear listener, we want you to just improve one thing in using HubSpot or doing marketing, especially marketing automation, because incrementally over time, it has a massive impact. And the second thing, of course, is if you aren't improving, if you're just sitting there doing the same old thing each day, then you're falling behind. And while you might not see that in a month or two, over a year or two, you are going to be way behind all the other marketers in your field. So just, I guess, a reminder to be continually learning, but don't feel it has to be huge in, uh, spikes uh, in a month. Over time, these really add up to quite massive change. All right, onto the HubSpot Extra of the Week, Craig. There's a really good blog post about insight into the HubSpot reporting platform evolution. So speaking of incremental change, so you know the reporting system, they've only been there for three years. Three years ago, there was no reporting engine. I know, which is which is really surprising. We right? kind of laugh at that now. Um, <laughs> I, I, we should look back at how often, you know, how many integrations did they have a couple of years ago? They're yes. a platform now, right? Things change rapidly. And so three years, I guess, is a long time, but look how far they've come. Yep. This blog post by Chelsea is a really interesting insight into how they've embraced that along the way. Removing pain, basically getting people to a better place and incremental improvement over time. And even just setting standards. Like I've read in the blog post, you know, having standards about what they will and will not do and being consistent in the output. So, you know, one of the things they were saying, like, you know, in how they visualize stuff. So having that consistency about how they report on things, big thing. Like you look at the reporting and the things we get out of it, and we share with customers and it is constant improvement, right? Is it's visually appealing. Like when we often show this to other people that might get the same information from other platforms, they're often like, oh, wow, that makes so much more sense to us in this format versus looking at it in this other format, even though we might be telling them exactly the same thing. You know, that reminded me of another thing, just their whole UI update, 
Remember, well, how long ago was it? A year or two? They started yes, changing they started. the colors and look and feel. Correct. And imagine at the start of the process, that must have looked like a daunting job. Oh, we've got to update the entire suite. Like that's a big task. Yes. They just broke it down by chunks and each month there'd be, oh, we've updated the interface on this Correct. and then this changed. And, uh, you know, they're going through the same process with workflows at the moment, they changing are. the whole workflow engine for contacts yes. behind the scenes, right? Just incrementally doing it. And then, well, what do you know? A year's gone by and two's, oh, it's actually totally different. Compare that to, say, other products. I'm thinking of Salesforce who have now, you know, they've got their new version, which is a complete new wrapper and all the frustrations that go with that, people having to learn a new system. And then not only that, oh, some features aren't there, so we've got to go back into the old system just to do that thing that we used. Like it's a totally different approach. Or even people building newer, newer wrappers on front. Yeah, well, that's right. I guess it all just comes back to this incremental improvement. It, it's compounds. It's your friend. Sure is. Now, Craig, we've got... A really good video. It's been doing the rounds and it's about Steve Jobs on marketing. And we sat here and watched it together. You know what? Pretty ballsy, I have to say. From 1997, when he launched the Think Different campaign and he just talks about what marketing is. And there there should be a quote of the week for that. But Yeah, you know what? And if, if you are in marketing and if you are in sales, I would recommend you actually take the time to watch this video from start to finish. You will get some nuggets out of it. Guaranteed. The man was a master. Sure was, until he wore the shorts, Craig. Anyway, quote of the week from the late Steve Jobs. Marketing is about values. Now, Craig, we have anything as a bonus for our listeners? We've got some bonus thingies of the week, and I'll just highlight, I found a spot where an unusual oversight by HubSpot, if you import blog posts into the system, e.g. WordPress posts in via an XML file, you know who they set the user as who's created that post? It comes from a user account called HubSpot System. System. But the S in HubSpot is lowercase. They haven't followed conventions. Who cares about this? I'm sure no one cares. But I just noticed that and I thought that... That, that is a very good pickup, Craig. That's a little rare oversight on someone's part. That's right. And then we've got some articles as well. And as a, this is not even in the show. Craig, now that you've got an iPhone 11 Pro extra large screen, what is your favorite app? Or what is the, tell me the top three things that you love about this phone. That I love about the phone or the apps that I use? Or? Well, it could be a combination. Well, so reading, so I read a lot on my phone. I, uh, my phone is a consumption device. I don't do much work on it. So I might, I might occasionally check emails, but I very rarely do work on the phone. It's a consumption device. So I read a lot on Kindle and blog readers. So I read, I use the Kindle, probably the Kindle app is the biggest time use on the phone. So viewing that on the bigger screen is just beautiful. Uh, and I also read a lot of blogs and I do do a bit of Twitter actually. So it's, it's good to read. You know, the app I've found recently is the Apple News app, but News Plus, yes. which launched in Australia. I know it's been available in the US for ages, but in Australia, it was only last month or two. Correct. And it looks really good. Like Yes, you know, by you showing it to me, you surprised me what was inside there. I'm going to go have a look at it. Yeah, and I'm just in the free trial at the moment, but reading all of these magazines that I have access to, uh, I think it would be even better on an iPad, a big iPad with a yes. beautiful screen because these are like these great magazines. that. Yeah, so listeners, just so you know, the Apple News Plus app is actually not just news. It actually includes a lot of very well-known magazines that a lot of people would 
read regularly. So I was actually really surprised. I thought, oh, I've got news. Why do I need that? Anyway, there's a little tip for you. Well, listeners, we hope you enjoyed the show. We'd love you to leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. Share this episode with someone who would benefit, who actually uses HubSpot or is considering using HubSpot. Until next time, Craig. Catch you later, Ian. Thank you for listening to this episode of HubShots. For show notes, resources, HubSpot news, including practical strategies you can implement, visit us at hubshots.com.